This is exactly right. It's 1943 in the Kingdom of Bulgaria. As the Second World War rages, King Boris dies suddenly and every nation is a suspect. The Butterfly King premieres March the 21st on Exactly Right. It's a cruel tale of a doomed royal dynasty. Somewhere, the truth is out there. Listen to The Butterfly King on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Scotty, ready? I'm sitting in a car, and I am ready to laugh and laugh and laugh. Like, you both seem like you're in a doghouse. Like, Kurt, <laughs> you seem like you're literally in the garage, but, like, not in a Mark Marin cool garage way. Yeah, and, garage. Scotty, you look like you're not allowed back home. So I don't know yeah, what's going on. it's been on. a rough year. It's been a rough <laughs> year, and this is my bedroom right in the back seat. <laughs> it's very neat, I have to say. Thank you. All right, here it is. Here's how we're starting it out. Okie dokie. Meet the man who runs a moist towelette museum out of a planetarium. <laughs> I can't wait okay. to meet this man. <laughs> I love a wet one. Let's get into it on a very sanitary bananas. Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome to Bananas. I am Kurt Brownler. I am Banana Boy number two, Scotty Landis. Bonjour, Yorana. I'm in a parking lot. I'm still in Tahiti, and the internet's so bad, I have parked just outside of a hotel lobby that I'm not staying in. So oh, perfect. This is the sacrifice I do for the love of podcasting. Before we bring on our fantastic guest, I do want to just announce two shows. Canada, we are finally coming to you. Vancouver oh, yeah. at the Rio Theater, March 20th. All right? Be there. Canada, this is our first and only Canadian date right now. We just kind of have to prove that there's enough people in Canada who yes. listen to us to get other dates. Yes. So please, even if you're around Vancouver, I know you Canadians like to drive. Drive on into Vancouver. Come yeah. see us. Mm. It will be worth it. Mm-hmm. And we were really looking to set up like a Seattle or Portland date uh, right before that. Um, and the only thing that was available... Uh, was Tacoma, not, and not the only thing that was available. This is a perfect opportunity. Tacoma Comedy Club, yeah. March 19th at 4.30 p.m. We're having an afternoon show in Tacoma, I can't folks. Wait. I'm pumped. I'll I mean, be come, there. if you're in Seattle, come down. We will have the best time. You can sober up by 10 p.m. and drive home, okay? <laughs> come out, get drunk at 4.30 in the, in the afternoon on a Saturday. Um, Let's do it. Uh, go to our Instagram for all that shit. Are you getting ready for your, for this for this fantastic? Guest, I'm Scott? very ready. Uh, our guest today is a deeply funny comedian and oh, an yeah. Emmy award winning writer. You can listen to her first stand up special. I'm nervous wherever you watch things with your eyes. And she's got a new show in development right now. It's showtime. Please welcome the fantastic Robbie Hoffman. Oh, my God. Thank you, Kurt and Scotty. Um, first of all, you could not have paired a better guest. You know that I'm Canadian as well. Uh-huh. I love the Canadian. You know, listen, I'm not nothing in Canada. So people are listening here. <laughs> I'm telling you, go see Kurt. First of all, runs 
the actual best show in Los True. Angeles for many years. It took me years to get on it. Baruch Hashem. Finally, somebody answered an email. Finally. And I, ah, but it was a great show. And you guys, you can't go wrong. If you're in Vancouver, three of my sisters happen to be there. Please Ooh. come. Please come out. Bring come the out. Jews out. We Bring the Jews. out yeah. the guns. Bring out everybody. If you're in Victoria, if you're nearby, if you're in the mountains over there, Whistler. you're doing nothing in Canada. Just get down there and see them. Tacoma, Washington, also very interesting because I follow an online YouTuber who thrifts and does vintage clothing uh-huh. reviews really? called Jacob Star. He doesn't know who I am. He's got about a billion followers. But I love this kid. Jacob Star served in the military and he's out of Tacoma, Washington. Oh, look at that. So I sometimes hear updates about Tacoma. It seems like a really cool city. Yes. And if yeah. you're a fan of Jacob Star, go see Kurt. That's yeah. right. It's both and Scotty. Of us. Is Scotty going to be there? Kurt. Okay. Yes. Scotty is there as well. Scotty, you and I don't know each other, and no. I'm meeting you for the first time in a car in Tahiti. So forgive me. It's okay. I feel like we're bonding okay. really quickly. I know that you're from Canada, um, that you're Jewish, and that you have siblings. What else do I need Fantastic. to know? Literally nothing. <laughs> and you follow? We're going to go meet Jacob Starr in Tacoma, and uh, I love We're going to meet him at 6 p.m. right when the show gets out. <laughs> you know, guys, get out yeah. there. We'll meet him for an early bird special after we've done an hour and a half of comedy. Um, Vancouver also has that park, Chilling Dude State Park, right? Or it's like the one where the rock just- Family like, Park? There's one, yeah, that park's incredible. That's like the most beautiful yeah. park. It's but they have one where like the rock structure just looks like somebody lounging, I think. And so, anyways, it's we get sent right. a lot from our from our bananimals, and uh, we're coming for you, Vancouver. Uh, do you want to listen to this uh, this uh, guy who the has moist this towelette moist towelette guy? museum? Yes, desperate. Yes. All right, here it is. By the way, you guys caught me in the middle. I'm 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 waiting. I'm doing a. Uh, Craigslist couch transaction and That's the negotiations so back and forth have been very intense. I've just gotten delivery included, um, but he's not sent me the dimensions of the couch. I'll keep you posted if I get a text. That's, a, great. That's a pretty big yeah. detail because, yeah. I mean, unless you the live dimensions. in you know, like a garage that so you can just load things in pretty, you need to know if you can get through that door, Robbie. The door, right? As moving a couch, this seems so. We'll see. And I also need the seat dimensions because once yes, you get the dimensions, but how much lean back room do I, I need? I need the back to go to my shoulders. Thank you. I Me realize too. Me too. nobody's saying. I realize that I, I can't have the low back. I want to really yes. lean back. Mm. If backs. I'm on a couch, let me be on a couch. Like going to a restaurant, I hate sitting on a stool. Give me a back. Give me a nobody back. wants this. Yeah. So we'll there's, see. There's a low reason nobody chairs. has a picnic table out in their house. It's an outside item. We need backs. <laughs> After the last two years, we need to relax no, a little. I need a back. Low back chairs are only like low back couches are only for like uh for like pitch rooms where it's made to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, get out. Where of you here. have to like just stand, yes. like sit weirdly, yeah. like you're at a you're being reprimanded by a mistress, a school mistress I, in 1952. I when you when I lived in Brooklyn, I used to just scour Craigslist at the free section all the time because I was mostly unemployed, uh, or I would wait tables at night, and the stuff I scored was incredible. And the most, the best one ever was there was one that was like everything here we have to get rid of, and the pictures of everything, pots, pans, cutlery, everything looked really nice. So I messaged the the woman and I'm like, hey, I live in you're in Park Slope, I'm in Windsor Terrace, I can ride my bike over right now. She's like, please come and take whatever you want, and I rode over there. 
And what had happened is she had gotten married one week before. No. Uh, so she had all her wedding gifts. <gasps> and then her husband was Australian, and he had to go back to Australia for work. So they were just selling every single thing on their registry that she was just giving away because they had to fly in like two or three days. So I Whoa. got like out of the box, brand new like Cuisinart, uh, like food processor, <laughs> brand new knives that today, even today. How many times have you used the Cuisinart? I always wonder about people with something like this in the house. I used to make pico de gallo like it was going out of style oh, I mean, you know, okay. but that's the only okay, thing and okay. then but you know what you're right i don't use it i've probably used it over the past 15 years maybe 50 times i'm so anti-appliance i got a toaster if you're going to be an appliance in yeah. my house i am thinking about the usage i am mm-hmm. You know, I'm very big on like, I got to be using this close to daily. And if not, because how often am I making a smoothie? I'll just go out and buy a smoothie. <laughs> you know, the nine dollars, I don't need, I don't need this. I'll just go get a crepe. The one time every three months I want a crepe. This makes no sense. Yes, you're right. To- toast I have every morning. Yes. Yeah. Right. I do toast and fruit every morning. Well, you. can I recommend uh, an amazing appliance? Can I recommend the one appliance? Please. I don't know why I want to do an ad for what this is thing. It? No, Vitamix. It is called a Breville, Breville, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, like smart oven pr- air fryer pro, and it's a toaster oven yeah. that you can like cook a turkey in. Yes. Like you can air fry, oh. you can broil stuff, you can roast stuff, you can toast stuff, Amazing. you can make pizzas in it, and it just—it's a real it's, oven. It's no, it's just a toaster oven though. Yeah, it's but, like but the, the thing of a is, toaster oven. Yeah, but it's a it's real a, oven. But it's a real oven. Yeah, because I lived once in a studio um, where I didn't have a full kitchen. Right. Um, and this is what you we need. had. I had that thing. I had mm-hmm. a toaster oven, a real oven, though. You could cook mm-hmm. meat in it. You can cook. It has an oven mm-hmm. setting and a toasting set, a setting. Go. It's inc- that's an incredible thing. If you're like Kurt and you're living in your garage <laughs> and you, <laughs> you need a makeshift kitchen. Yeah, I got a hot plate in the back. It catches the seats fire all the time. <laughs> all right. Here it is, guys. I'm going to tell you guys about this. This moist man with the Moist Towelette Museum. Yes. This was uh, sent in by Margo Makes Things. Thank you, Margo, Thank on you, Instagram. Margo makes things. This was, of course, uh, published on our favorite publication, the CBC, because we love Canadians and everything. Oh, there we go. We love them. Uh, again, the title is Meet the Man Who Runs a Moist Towelette Museum Out of a Planetarium. I will. Do we have to? Okay. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> you do have to meet him. And mm-hmm. here it goes. <laughs> this man has more than 1,000 moist towelettes, but his collection isn't complete. It Thank started God. as a joke, a small collection of moist towelettes jammed into a box in an office drawer as a Pitts- at a Pittsburgh planetarium in the 1990s. Good bit. John French says he and a friend were amazed at the strange collections he found online in the yep. early days of the internet, but he couldn't find any moist towelette collections <laughs> or websites. So he started one. Okay. Uh, I said, I'm going to be the first one to have a moist towelettes, have moist towelettes on the internet. Uh, French founder of the Moist Towelette Museum told, as it happens, host Carol Off. Uh, he never imagined his collection would grow to more than 1,000 and travel from Pennsylvania to Texas and then Michigan with him gathering the momentum. The big three. The big three. <laughs> <laughs> 
He now runs his mini-museum out of a corner of his office at the Abrams Planetarium in Lansing, Michigan, oh, uh, where nice. he displays hundreds of individually wrapped moist helots from every continent except Antarctica. So, oh, he's not mo- he's not misting them with a spray bottle. <laughs> They're like the ones, right? He's not like constantly moisting them like no. when you go to a grocery store and there's like the spray that goes on the veggies every so often. They're already like they're packaged like at a restaurant. 100%. If you eat like wings, yes, yes. That, okay, that okay. I was thinking like little tea cloths that he's just spritzing, just ever, so they're spritzing. always moist. <laughs> and how tempted was this guy to make a profit in March 2020? I mean, this guy had all the alcohol yeah. wipes we need. The the the, the, mm. the shelves were bare, and this guy's sitting on a Fort Knox of moist towelettes. <laughs> Uh, listen to this. He's got the holy grail of moist towelettes. Oh, boy. Uh, he, French says he dreams of procuring the holy grail. Oh, wait. Oh. He oh, doesn't have he it. He doesn't. Well, you got to live for something. A Star right. Trek-themed collection with images of Captain Kirk and Spock. For now, he only has a picture of it in a dream. Uh, <laughs> so here's what he said. I noticed the visitors to the museum and planetarium were spending more time looking at the moist towelettes than they ever did at the Mars rover exhibit we had. Mm-hmm. So then he got rid of the Mars rover exhibit, and the moist towelettes took that a- area over. Mm. I love that. I, I am so uninterested in space, yes. and they've been pitching space on us, my whole life and it's like i'm not in i'm like i don't care yes like i i do care more about like oh what kind of a towelette is happening in siberia you know like i i yeah and maybe they do have the spritz and go kind i a picture you know there in siberia yeah and a tiny thing and you have to moist it yourself there's some places where it's a hard go yes um but yeah they're pitching space on us and it's just it's doing not a lot of anything for me for years and years. And I know people are obsessed with going to space. Do your thing. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. Get there, you know, but it looks like not much for me there right now. And um, it's far. I don't even like it is far going to Europe. You know, I don't even like taking a flight. <laughs> I, I, I can't sit on a plane for that. Long. So if you want to take a 20 billion day flight, go ahead. Does nothing for me. <laughs> I know. I feel like we're going to get to Mars and step off and just be like, yeah, it's just it's just an airless desert. Pretty boring let's up come here. on back. <laughs> Pretty boring. We yeah. found some more dirt and some more rocks. Pretty exciting. Um, and I will just leave this uh, uh, finally alone by telling you that he does have mm. uh, a uh, the wipes in French collections range from baby wipes to special soaked hankies to tidy up a typist fingers blackened from typewriter soaked tape. hankies. And another so tankies, boy, it sounds like a ska band. <laughs> another another product promises to wipe off radioactive contamination, and I will put a picture of this one because it is called cool. radi radiac wash. Tell let's wipe away radioactive conti- contamination, which I'm not sure. I guess that works, but um, so he's mm. got them all. Go see him at the planetarium. Yeah, go see him. Yeah, I just yeah because yeah, go ahead. No, you go first, Robbie. See, this is the problem with Zoom. Zoom it's like the interrupting. First of all, you know what it is with, with like, uh, I just read, I have two thoughts. So one on the interrupting is that in it, the Atlantic, I read some article recently that said, you know, interrupting became this like really bad thing that mm-hmm. like we do, but mm-hmm. it was like, it's too much a matter of polite society and a lot of ethnic yes. cultures, yeah. you know, Jews, like we, it, we actually, it's, it's a form of overlap 
stopping talk. Right. And in fact, it just means we're both excited about the idea and to bring our own, Mm -hmm. our own experiences to the idea. Like this happened to me like that. This happened to me like that. Mm -hmm. And it actually elevates an idea, but we've Mm -hmm. let polite talk squash us that people like I interrupted. And then the idea actually stifled and dies versus it being elevated. So not that we should be doing it all the time, but I, you know, that's why I'm like, go, go. It has its place. And I like it. Cause I also, as like, I, I think I have to consciously always try and not over talk. And I but have, you have like, good things to say. <laughs> yeah, he has a lot of brilliant things to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so it's like, you have good things, and it's like, you know what I mean? And so we're eager. So we both are. So that was the thing on that. And now I forget the original thing, which was... It's okay. Back to the okay. towelettes. Well, gonna, I'll tell you I'll it. tell you what it is. So tanky. Uh, so I realized that's that Scotty's thing is so tanky's. I realized that I was like, "Oh, this is great! I love a moist towelette, yes. and I think the packaging right. is great." And I so I looked into it, and I was like, "How much does it cost to you make think? your own moist towelettes?" Great question. And uh, and I went to Zazzle, and you I found to. a person, and we now uh, in in air right now are a hundred mm. bananas moist towelettes. Huge. That say, "Are you kidding?" Robbie, say, you're what? getting one. You're I can't wait. One oh one. I can't wait. Wait, can you send me two? Because I want to use one. Yeah. I want to use one. Yeah. I have to. <laughs> and ours are ours are for the for the great quar, so they are um antiseptic. They're Thank they're all, they're antimicrobial, no whatever expense. it is. Um and it just says uh bananas podcast, wipe it on us. Nice. Oh. Yeah. This is a surprise That's to me. That's awesome. This. Wow. This is incredible merch. Merch drop. For a merch drop. Merch drop. drop. Merch drop. <laughs> <laughs> that is wild. So we have our own moist talents, and we can send one to this guy to be included in the moist talent museum. Oh, that is so smart. He's going to well, be. Well, we have thrilled. to send it to him. Yes. What I love about this guy is like big and ambi- like he's like loves the idea of like you know, biggest fish and yes. smallest pond. Yes. Like it doesn't get more like that with this collection because he knows <laughs> like if you devote your life to collecting something nobody is collecting, uh-huh. you can have the most extensive collection of this thing. And he's just going to keep on it. Yes. And no matter what, guaranteeing that because he's the only one, he has the biggest one. I'm sure he had the biggest collection at 500. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or and 20. Like, yeah. If you get yeah. enough of them, the Canadian Broadcast Corporation is going to come knocking on your door. You know, we're all about real news up in the north. Big time. Okay. Big time. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is the big stories. And any animals that live near Lansing, go check it out. Take a picture. Send it to us. We'll post oh, that. Yeah. Really? stories. And when we do shows in Michigan, eventually, when mm-hmm. the, the nightmare ends, we're, Kurt, we're, that's, Easily on our list. Easy. That's oh, yeah. Lansing's a first stop. You know what? I went into this story not wanting to know this man, mm-hmm. feeling like mm-hmm. this was, oh my God, what a weird perv. For yeah. some reason, I put him in that camp. Yeah, Anything with the word weird perv. Anything with the word moist. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I and I pictured him moisting them myself, yeah. which mm-hmm. is on me. Um, but you know what? I've walked away with an appreciation for That's giving right. an alternative to when you're at the planetarium. You can, you know, it doubles. Yeah. It might be more exciting than looking up and the stars and falling asleep as Robert Redford narrates something about a big bang and you go, not, not today, Rob, I'm out. Not to- exactly. Also- it's kind of like a subway with a, you know, subway that has a Dunkin' Donuts or something. You know, the yeah. two restaurants are in the same. Oh, yeah. They don't really connect. 
that's what this planetarium towelette museum is doing for me. Yes. Perfect. And we're probably 15 years away from every fast food chain being Just at every being location. in the same place. <laughs> yes. 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 I know. It just comes via pneumatic tube from just another fast food place that's oh. down the street. It's all the same. How it's different same is anything? Trash. Nothing yeah. is Nothing. that different. All it's right. Nothing. Oh, I got Give another one, one for Scotty. you. Uh, Lexi Bean sent this one in. I'm thinking it's Bean, but maybe it's Bon. Maybe it's Lexi yeah. Bon. Um What's the spelling so we can all imagine with you? B E A N. Like Sean, but Bean. Oh, like okay. So I'm going wow. Lexi Bean. I'm going Bean. I'm going Bean. It's Bean. Um, always remember to tip your server if you know what's good for you. Bartender's tip leads to an arrest in a Key West buoy burning. What? I know. I just said so many words. Yes, um, that this all was, don't necessarily make sense together. I'll say it slower. And okay. I actually, um, the Associated Press, the the wonderful Associated Press staff wrote this. They are the best at what they do. They're up 24-7, 365, typing their little fingers off. Uh, a tourist made a big impression at a Key West bar by ordering drinks three times on New Year's Eve without leaving a tip. What a jerk. Uh, that enabled the smart staff to easily track him down after police released webcam videos of vandals setting fire to a Christmas tree. <laughs> okay. But I'm still not connecting okay. the two events, but I'm trying. Okay. Here's where the Christmas tree was. The arson caused more than $5,000 in damage to Key West's landmark buoy that marks the southernmost point in the United States. Have you seen that? It's like a big painted buoy, and it is. It's in. It's at the tip of Key West, and it's as far south as you can go in the United States. It's a real tourist. You take a photo by it. So it's so a this, buoy that is not in the ocean. Right. It's a giant it's a land concrete. buoy. Yeah, it's bigger. It's probably seven feet. I'm sorry. A buoy has to be in the water. Thank what are we you. even doing here with these buoys? It Isn't will it a be. marker if it's not no, in the water? Yeah. No, if we have like, well, there's no decorum anymore with the buoy. No, you can't just be a buoy because you identify as a buoy. Either you're in the water. <laughs> you heard it here first. This is oh, you're coming not. off and coming down hard. I'm yes. sick of this. You might turn... <laughs> Yeah, so the most point in the United States, um, and it sent the island's first coconut telegraph gossip chain, so that's pretty exciting. Um, like locals across the city, this bartender named Cameron Briody uh, watched the video and recognized a 21-year-old man who had stiffed him at Irish Kevin's on Key West's famous Duval Street. Quote, I knew immediately that I had served him, that he had used a card, so I knew his name would be on the credit card oh, slips, whoa. Briotti told the Miami Herald. The bar's general manager, Dalen Starks, turned to the recordings of tons of video cameras from that night and watched and matched the credit card receipt to timestamp videos of the man and his 22-year-old friend. This is some armchair sleuthing. This is awesome. This is insane. Key West needs its own detective show. It probably would be very funny. Yeah, we're just bartenders solving crimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah just like, yeah, and all the crimes are between like our drug old, people, <laughs> old gay, old gay men who are like, I yeah. don't know, you know, like, no, it's a nightmare. Key West, they should just shut it down. What's even going on over there anymore? It's just the most boring drag shows you've ever seen in your life, and that's really, it's a very boring drag show town. They come out and lip sync, and then you hand them dollars, and they politely put them in. Right, a like, wasn't it supposed to be a fun gay town, like? I, go, I thought, like, when I get older and I'm going to be gay and I'm going to go out, I'm going to go to these. But it's like nothing's doing. 
No. So it's like, what's even the point? Like what I heard yeah. about Providence town or something like this with all these yeah. dikes running around, but the dikes are like 97 and a half and there's like nothing doing anymore. I'm like, Oh, okay. I went to Provincetown when I was in college and got off and was watching. And I watched a family, an all-American mom, dad, son, daughter, come off the ferry, probably from Boston, or not knowing that it was uh, predominantly gay. And if I'm lying, strike me with lightning. Two gay shirtless men rode by on a tandem, and the dad clocked it first, and then the mom, and then they started looking around like beautiful mind style <laughs> and seeing that it was all gay male couples, like having a summer to yeah. it, and they were like, oh, my God. I would have gotten back on the bus. <laughs> I would have been, I'm done. I, I don't want to, no. Not me. I stayed an extra couple of days. It was right. fun. <laughs> Anyways, this is the this is why I chose this article because Dalen, oh, let me check then. Dalen Starks, the manager of Irish Kevin's, who did all this sleuthing and connected the dots, puts this little tidbit in the Miami Herald. Quote. We followed them the whole time, in and out of the bar, Stark said. We could see them getting rejected from all the girls they were trying to hit on, and then they left. Well, no wonder they lit a Christmas tree on fire near what we are now claiming is not an actual buoy. Anyways, the 20-ton concrete monument had $5,000 worth of vandalism on it. Uh, and they got the guys. They arrested them both. It's two dorky 21-year-old guys that were having a shitty New Year's Eve and decided to light something on fire. So Let them go. Served. <laughs> Let them go. Here's the whole thing. If it had actually been a buoy, nothing would have been on fire because exactly. it would have been in water. So that's on you. <laughs> yeah. And true. something earlier in the story mm-hmm. really piqued my interest mm-hmm. in that. I know what a pen pal letter is and an email chain and a letter mm-hmm. chain. What is this coconut chain? You very you 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 the you coconut telegram. Raise, what's it? Te- you a, said there was a chain a, of a coconut chain telegraphs in the keys. I'm thinking it says it sent the island's coconut telegraph go- gossip chain into high alert. Oh, it's so, just a word for people gossiping. Yeah. Okay, people are not putting notes in coconuts, and then you leave one on somebody's doorstep, <laughs> and they're like, "You have to write five people with a coconut," <laughs> and then those people write five people I with a coconut. They okay, may. that's what it's I thought a chain though. letter. Or is. someone <laughs> clapping a coconut like in Morse code, like I would accept that. Also great. Or just you walk by your neighbor's house and throw a coconut through their front window and break it. Somebody lit the buoy on fire. That's it. And like if they're twenty one years old and they're being idiots, it's like we need to let twenty one year olds be idiots so they're not idiots when they're thirty five. Like I don't understand. Like, so what? You're going to arrest these kids for ruining your non-essential? Like, what is the buoy even? These are two people. Right. And fine, they're idiots. <laughs> but it's like, who cares? Like, the buoy doesn't. It's not even a buoy, so you have bigger problems. And it's like, let them go. They're 21 years old. Maybe keep them in some type of drunk tank for like you know yes. 24 hours. Rough them up. And let them go. It's enough is enough with this overpunishment. Yeah. <laughs> or just release the video of all the girls rejecting them and just yeah. literally each woman rejecting them and then just being like, these And then put it on it. TikTok and with their names. Literally. Go viral. <laughs> and, and also, literally. the buoy is concrete. So I don't understand how $5,000 worth of damage can be done to concrete. They probably just have to repaint it. This Paint feels it. like yeah. the government, the state government is yes. ripping off the taxpayer. <laughs> Pretty this good. seems really egregious. I want to find that buoy in my fucking self. Yeah. <laughs> and show up with a hammer or something at this point. Robbie, 
I love if this. I ever get there. <laughs> yeah, if you ever get there. If I ever get there. I'm sorry that I've taken bananas to such a, well, how do we say, optimistic yes. uh, route. I think I'm known for that. It's so, all yeah. Right. It's quite fun. You're, you're coming with happy go lucky stories, and I'm just furious. Hey, you're allowed like, to I'm live like, how you want to live. Exactly. We'll build it Not a, your choice. Not enough damage was done to this non-buoy buoy. We would love for one of our guests to get arrested for doing something so insane, and then we'll come yeah. bail you out, and we'll ask, we'll beg the mail or the mayor to give you the key to the city. We'll be like, she's a good yeah. person. Yeah, she just has strong <laughs> opinions <laughs> about buoys. About I show buoys. up with a real buoy. I'm yeah. like this, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah, ladies here, no, it's not a buoy right sure. now. Right now, it's just a marker, and then you throw it in the ocean. Yeah. Now it's a buoy. Great. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is a landmark. Nothing wrong. Yeah. Nothing wrong with a landmark. <laughs> this Nothing is a great wrong. ending scene of the yep. first episode of Key West Detective. This is mm-hmm. going to be our legacy. Dumber shows yeah. are currently on the air. Uh, shall I tease us into a break, Scotty? Give us a teaser. We love a teaser on this podcast. Here we go. Boston man tries to, quote, fill scuba tank with weed smoke. Loses testicles. <laughs> Whoa. Wait, what? <laughs> Here it is. Boston man tries to fill scuba tank with weed smoke, colon, loses testicles. Wow. This We have some stories on this <laughs> yeah. episode. Loses testicles. Well, that's good for humanity. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be back with some lost testicles on Bernanners. Folks, we are back. Uh, Scotty, do you have any shout-outs? Maddie. Maddie, do not skip this part. I was told Maddie skips our shout-outs, and this one's for you on February 19th. It is the third year anniversary of Herald Day, not Herald the Improv that I don't enjoy. Herald is the (laughs) name of her replacement kidney. So, Maddie, this is from Eric. Eric and Maddie celebrate February 19th, Harold Day. Uh, Maddie got a replacement kidney, and they're coming up on the third year of Harold doing great work in that new home. Nice. Uh, so if you're out there in the world, and you're, you're this is going to be a little early for you, but February 19th, if you need something to look forward to, have your own little Harold Day celebration for Maddie's kidney. Maddie, stop skipping our shout-outs. We love these people. Um <laughs> Happy birthday to the one and only great Cameron Faith Nicole. It's going to be a wonderful year, Cameron. It's going to be the best year of your life, so get ready for it. Um, and I think... Oh, and one more. Robbie, I saw on your Wikipedia that you were studying to be an accountant at one point in your yes. life. Well, this is a shout-out for Caitlin, a banana who just passed her CPA, and she's super pumped about it. Mazel tov. Mazel tov, indeed. You are now officially the coolest banana accountant we have. Enjoy it. Congratulations to Caitlin, the accountant. That's all I got, Kirby. Wonderful. And we, of course, are here with the wonderful Robbie Hoffman. Robbie, did you have—is it true you have have 10 
10 brothers and sisters? Whoa. I have nine. I'm you one of nine. 10. You're one of 10. Yes. I have, okay. and, and, and five of them are brothers and four of them are sisters. Oh my God. It's fucking 50, 50. Yeah. Man. You bet. We're like literally every quota. I'm the only gay that we know of so far. So <laughs> we're doing well on, on that stuff. The Good. census. Good. I have, I have, I have eight or seven. I have seven siblings. There's eight of us and there's only Wait, two. Wait, what boys. number are you? Four. But it's okay. all from different women. Same dad. Doesn't count. Doesn't Sorry, count. Kurt. It's not. It's not. <laughs> I, uh, you got to have the really enormous vagina. No, no, no. It's just the vagina side. I mean, my mother having 10 is the wild. Right. That is the wild part. Thing. The Absolutely. dad having 50,000. Right. What is even you came and then that was it. But the vagina. But you could do 10 of us, and I have a small head, but not everybody in my house does. You got so. some big heads in that family. <laughs> yeah, I have one of the smaller ones, so I like to feel like, you know, I was nice on my mom. But What number were you in the list? I'm sevens, but I'm always trying to meet sevens because people people love birth order. People always hear, like, my friends, like, who are not religious, like, when I, you know, it's like, oh, well, uh, you know, well, I'm a typical middle you know, or somebody's yeah. like, oh, well, you know, I'm the baby of the family or well, as the oldest, my parents, I'm like, what's normal for a seven? I think I'm a normal seven, <laughs> but uh, but I need to learn, you know, I need yeah. to meet many sevens to kind of know what sevens are like. I think we have our own personalities and quirks about us as well. I you want some you more. Too. You want some seven stereotypes. You got to find some. You know what I mean? First of all, Scotty, somebody sat behind you in the car. It's worth noting. It's like they're going to hit you. He has been here the entire podcast. We are 33 minutes in, and I think he was just like, what is this? Oh, is is that not a girl? Wait, it's not a girl behind you? There is a woman behind me on a smoke break right here. Um, nice. Oh yeah, they're they're the Polynesians are just wonderful, beautiful people. Where is Tahiti? Stu- a stupid question. Southern but, uh, Hemisphere. It's basically past Hawaii on your way to Australia. It's a nine-hour flight, so you would hate it from Los Angeles. But um, it's so beautiful. I'm on the island of Maria right now, which is. Um, Why are you there? How long have you been there? I've been you here for there? two and a half weeks, and I'm staying for two more, and I'm back February first. I came out here to avoid COVID, and I'm a writer also, so I've been writing scripts out here. So this is like a little expat type typeathon out here. Fascinating! It's, it's great. It's one. I, I'm going to do this every year for the rest of my life as long as I can, as long as I can stay employed. I'm gonna, you know, because of Zoom life, there are no writers' rooms in person anymore. And yeah, but it's it's awesome. I love being here. Um, thinking about losing my virginity at some point, it would be a really Ooh, great place that's to exciting. do it. And I then I'll write myself wait a postcard. To talk to, can't wait to talk about sex with you. Really fun. It. Um, it's cool. It's, it's real great. Cool. But yeah, the person next to me was watching me podcast this entire time, but with the windows up. So I do respect that they're respecting me, as they say here, Maruru. Um, wait, do you have the do you have the windows down? Or I you, do. I'm you, sweating bullets. Um, what what temperature is it there? It's 85. What do you think that is in Celsius? See, I still do Celsius. So I'm an American and Canadian. I was I born in the U.S., grew up in Canada. Celsius. 27. 20 is nothing. Oh, 27 is hot. Yeah. Oh, sorry. 20 yeah, is I was like. I guessing. I have no idea what it is. Yeah, either. that's good. 27 is hot. I was also yeah. guessing, but I, I think so. My baby monitor is in Celsius, so I got a pretty good handle oh. on it. <laughs> Yeah, like when people say military time, which they use here also, I just I stare very hard. They're like, you can come here at 1830. And I'm like, 
I'm doing what? the math real, in my they... head. I'm they doing the math that. in my head, and I'm still going to get there an hour early. <laughs> um, lovely. I fed pizza to fish today. It was wonderful. I wanted to see if fish ate pizza. I threw it in. I have a great video of a, a what is called a long-billed emperor fish coming out of nowhere and eating a slice of pepperoni pizza. Honestly, a highlight of the whole trip. <laughs> yeah, you probably killed that fish, but a highlight for you. For but sure. won't it taste delicious when you grill that up with all that to have, oh, yeah. marinara in there? Oh, to have yeah. a once-in-a-lifetime experience before you die, we should all be so lucky. <laughs> right. We should all be so lucky. Right. If I could get, if someone from space could feed me what their version of space pizza is, and then it killed me, I would take it. I would do that. Thank you, Kurt. Oh my God. Thank you. You're welcome. Here it is. Ready for this? This is in the Boston Leader. Boston I've, man tries to fill scuba tank with weed smoke. Uh, yes. his testicle. Uh, this was shen- sent in by Jesse Winta. W i n t u h on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesse. And this was written by Blake Menard, Scotty. Written by Blake Whoa. Menard. Blake yeah. goes to and through to find the best stories in the world. Best in the he business. Is the best in the biz. A 27-year-old Boston local has suffered extensive injuries to his lower body after an unconventional attempt to fill a scuba tank with weed smoke failed spectacularly last Thursday night. According to the testimony of several witnesses, Michael Fitzpatrick had consumed a copious quantity of alcohol before making the decision to demonstrate the homemade device. Mm -hmm. Quote, Mike's a recreational diver, commented one of the injured man's friends. For some time, he's been tinkering with an old scuba tank that he'd bought cheaply from a dive shop. His plan was to use an air compressor to feed smoke into the tank, then use a scuba regulator to inhale it. My God. Mr. Fitzpatrick invited a number of his friends over to his residence, a basement suite, not surprised, in Roslindale telling them he'd finally perfected what he called his, quote, scuba bong. Sounds like Uh, he didn't. Quote, clearly it wasn't a bong at all, pointed out one of his friends when interviewed by local journalists. But he was so enamored with the name, we thought best not to correct him. Uh, When his friends assembled at Mr. Fitzpatrick's residence, they found him heavily intoxicated. Uh, He'd had a number of celebratory drinks before we arrived, as he was delighted to have finally have his scuba bong up and running. Uh, With his friends present, Mr. Fitzpatrick proceeded to Mm -hmm. offer a demonstration of the homemade device in action. This is the point that everything went terribly wrong. According to the witnesses, Mm -hmm. Mr. Fitzpatrick was attempting to reattach the air compressor when he stumbled, knocking the scuba tank off a workbench and onto the concrete floor. The tank basically exploded after Fitzpatrick knocked it over, commented one of the witnesses. None of Fitzpatrick's friends were injured, but the blast from the ruptured tank sent shrapnel flying directly into his lower body. Uh, Fitzpatrick's Not friends quickly phoned for an ambulance. He was rushed to the hospital where surgeons spent over eight hours treating his extensive wounds. His condition has now been downgraded from critical to serious, but medical staff announced that they'd been unable to save his testicles, which had been cleanly severed by a shard of metal. There's so much information That's here. Crazy. I'm shocked. Great writing. I'm this. telling you, Blake is an excellent yeah. journalist. He gets it. Uh, preliminary investigations it. <laughs> have identified that the scuba tank used by Palmer may be banned from dive use. Uh, basically, it was a, an aluminum alloy that has a high risk of fracturing. That's I probably why the, it does. the dive company was getting rid of it. I see. Um, but it's like God wanted to chop I off agree. your testicles. Yes. If, if they, like a clean, when they said a clean cut, 
that to me is all the evidence I need to know of a God. It's like, you're doing this dumb thing. You're going to lose a dumb thing on your body and that will be it. But we're leaving you the shaft, which is the best part, but you're not having kids. <laughs> Win-win for me. I mean, that sounds Wait, can you come? Can you come without testicles? Forgive me. I'm not no. familiar with I, the male anatomy. I, I, I have a vasectomy and I can, um, but Thank I don't you. know if, if you completely get <laughs> yeah, rid of Yeah, but a vasectomy is totally different. A vasectomy is cutting. You just um, cut it. You you're not the, cutting your testicles off. Semen no, but you are disconnecting the you're con- disconnecting the line, the the semen line. You know. So that you, comes well, you still have like semen. It. You still have semen, right? I have. I oh. yes, I guess I have semen. Way but to go, I don't buddy. Have sperm. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank yeah, you yeah, so yeah. Much. No, no. So Thank I think you, so you have much. semen still. I think that's fine. But I think it's Thank not so like. Much. But, you know, if you want it, it's also it does fine nothing if you don't have semen. To any but animals out there, if you don't have semen, also wonderful. It's okay. Listen, it's okay. I don't have any semen, guys. I, I hate to be, you and know, love you for graphic. <laughs> okay, so, but um, but he can't, there's no semen for him. He's lost his ball, so can he still get cum? I don't know. still ejaculate, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I Without bet you there's something. Balls. But he might be too drunk to get so. it up anyways. Sounds like this guy goes pretty hard in the paint all the time, so... Yeah, um, I think this is probably gonna, good for the whole neighborhood. Is what I'm saying. I know my research project. When I get off with you guys, yeah, wait till I'm we send the moist the towel. Yeah, wait till we send <laughs> yeah. the towel. <laughs> and then go wild, <laughs> and then you're gonna go wild. He, you know, he, I, I'm gonna say, let's say he's bananas, banana the banana week. the week. That's banana all he's week. got. Yeah, he's he is the banana of the week. Um, here's one so, for you. Love. Oh, Curdy B, you had a story. Oh, I just wanted to say that I do. I so I got my scuba diving license when I Muscle was tub. twelve cool. years old. Whoa! And you're wow. not supposed to be able to get it that young, but mm-hmm. I was like obsessed. I was obsessed with like ocean life, uh, very similar to what my daughter is like right now. And I would just show up at this dive shop in Neptune, New Jersey, okay. every Saturday. Uh, like when I was 11 years old, I would ride my bike there and I would go into the dive store. Cute. And I love the smell of it. Yeah. And I would just walk around. I had no money. I yes. would walk around and then ask questions about every piece what of is that? Like, equipment in the store <laughs> so that like a guy who just like knows that this 11-year-old child is not going to fucking buy yeah. the $365 uh, equipment right. that's on the wall. Yes. Uh, so I did that for a year. For like every single weekend, I would go to this dive shop. I would walk around and ask questions. I love this. And then finally, I turned 12, and I was like, I'm just going to go for it. And I was like, can I? I want to sign up for a class. And they were just like, just to get me to stop asking questions about yeah. it. Like yeah. you can sign up for the class. Also, at the time, I was like, I was a very husky child. At the time, it was like I right before kind of like shot. I could up. see that. Thank you, Robbie. And, uh, <laughs> and after I went through the whole like process of it, and it was like to the end where I was like supposed to get my card. They're like, they're like, you're only twelve years old, and I was like, because I was like big, and and they're like, you're twelve, and they're like, you have to be fourteen, and I was like, Mom, twelve, you let me take the entire class. I've already gone scuba diving three Literally. times with you guys, and so then they just faked it that I was fourteen Amazing. to get my like my my card. That's nice. But the first dive that we went on, and this is where. I think this is like a portion of life where you're like, where magic starts to disappear. And this is where magic started disappearing for me is that I had this dream about underwater, being underwater. You wanted so bad. Scuba diver. It was the Jacques Cousteau dream. Yes. And our 
my first dive was in the Shark River Inlet, which if anyone knows, it's just like an inlet from the ocean. It's right around the corner from the ocean. Okay. Uh, Visibility was six inches. And the only thing we saw was approximately 300 crabs. <laughs> it was just crab after crab after crab. You could see six inches ahead of you. And then you would just swim, and then another crab would be there. And they're scared. So they're, like, up with their yeah. things, like, walking along the bottom. And it's just, like, crab after crab. And that was for one full hour of just what a ride, dirt and crabs, and then came out and was like, there you go. You got your scuba certification. And I was like, I don't want to Like, do where were again. you scuba diving in New Jersey? In the, it was, it's around the corner from the ocean. So it's like an inlet, you know? Oh. So it's like salty and, and clean. What ocean? Am I, am I missing ocean. the geography on? Of New Jersey? Of New Jersey? Well, I have to look this up. It is on the ocean. It is on the ocean. Wait, why do I not know? Oh, yes. There okay. There are many famous <laughs> you know beaches. What? You know what? As a, did it, did as it a New up? York kid, as a New York yeah. kid, yeah. it always seemed more inland because of Manhattan. Manhattan situation like it felt like it was west because I only really like I think when I think Jersey I think like the Tobacco and like I still think like Mm -hmm. the city I don't think it's under me at all or anything like that (laughs) I'm just like it's only west and that's where New Jersey is we're on the water yeah surrounded by it we're on the water but you're not like yeah, but New Jersey is no. New Jersey has some of the most beautiful beaches down the shore. Come on, I haven't never. It's like not even a thought in my head. You should go <laughs> sometime. But I always think ocean. I think Maine. Okay. I think you That's know, it's beautiful. We love Maine. Yeah, you just you don't think Jersey, but I'm happy that you were able to see the mud and everything else. And also on your first dive trip, mud and crabs. <laughs> what did you expect just for a first dive? Just so scared. So scared. All, every single that. one. But it was your first dive trip too. It's like, what do you expect? What What's, do you expect? Better to start what? that way, Robbie. Better to start at the right. very literal bottom I'm of the, the ocean bottom. and then build. Next time you went, then, you see one carp and you, Wrote everybody you knew. A exactly. The next and also time I went, scuba diving. I think like the Cari- Caribbean or where Scotty is Thank now. I think so Tahiti. Much. Like I don't think the U.S. for some. I think Hawaii. Yeah. Yes. For yeah. sure, but I don't scuba diving. It's very hard. Like scuba diving must exist here in L.A. because we're on the ocean. Are people doing it? it, it they do. It does indeed. Catalina yes, Island is go. a big deal. People go. People scuba are diving doing Catalina. it. Yeah. Yes. And in Laguna Beach too. And is it clear? Like, can you see what's going on? It's not as clear as like the Caribbean, but that's what I mean. You can get scared for me. Couple feet. Yeah, I went once. It was horrendous. And here's the thing, because I couldn't like I kept having one hair. Yes. That would get in my goggle and fill up my goggles. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I also like I just I couldn't stop from at least one hair. Yes. No matter (laughs) what, like I would put it on perfectly. And then I'm like, like literally wanting to die. Like the water would just come that's up. When, that's panicky. That's panicky when you're underwater and the mass continues to fill up. So do you have prescription goggles? Because when I went, they accident. I was like, thought I wouldn't be able to see because I had to take my glasses off. Huh. But they actually had prescriptions that were my exact prescription. You should be wearing them right now. That'd be a great comedy. Yeah, I know. That's a great comedy. <laughs> but but do, do you have prescriptions, Kurt? I don't. I just wear um, contacts when I do it. Easy. 
You see? Smart. Both hear this. I don't fuck with contacts anymore. Um, Robbie, when you mentioned Manhattan just being surrounded by water, I, we got a thing. We got a couple people send us a story that they're going to ex- they're thinking about extending the bottom of Manhattan to like what? build it out off Battery Park uh, and uh, big enough to accommodate two hundred fifty thousand more New Yorkers. I'm not living on some what? extension uh, raft, yeah, or whatever it's going to be. Battery Park is already that. Battery way. Park is, yeah, yeah. It is? Yeah. Yeah, that's all trash. That's all trash underneath Battery Wait, Park. Wait, it's, it's fake? Ballast, yeah, it's yeah. fake. It just is, yeah, it was just filled in with dirt and rock. Because I know, trash. like, the docks shooting off, I understand that, but you mean there are buildings built on the fake park stuff? Of all park. of Battery Park. Yes. All of it is on trash and landfill. Well, is that real trash? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, they Wait, just dump it. How long has Battery Park been there? Forever, No. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I would guess 100 maybe? years. Yeah, yeah not as long as you years. think. But they're thinking about extending it so far out that it'll actually be past. But a hundred uh, years ago, why did they even need Battery Park? New York wasn't that populated, <laughs> was it? I don't know. I would guess That's there a were question. a few million a people. Yeah. It seems like such a new thing. Like I remember it. Like it's probably existed my whole life. But that's like maybe it. I'm surprised. I did not know that about yeah, Battery Park. They're That's thinking about terrifying. extending it past so you could almost stand. If you know where Red Hook, Brooklyn is, it'll go. Yes. That, it'll go that far. It'll go past. It's Governor's already Island. so close. I know. It's That's crazy. crazy. I know. We'll we'll be tracking that one. We'll get Blake from the Boston Ledger or whatever to track that because that guy is damn good at writing. He's so good. <laughs> they should extend Red Hook more because you get a better view. Yeah, make it look like a hook. Yeah, because wouldn't you rather it. live in Red Hook and look at the city yes. than live in the city and look at Red Hook? Oh, the mm-hmm. fairway alone. Um, yes. <laughs> you I know like what? That. They should have us on this committee because we have ideas. <laughs> We're very we smart do. people. Um, Scotty, send us home. Give us one title and send us home. I'll give you I'll give you a real quickie. This is from Anthonius Coco. Thank you, Anthonius Coco. Great name. Great mm-hmm. name. Written by, and also great name, Rebecca Flood. Um, nice. I want to rename my children Anthonius Coco and Rebecca Flood. If you got I could. the time. You got the yeah, time. This is from Newsweek. The internet is in shock after a man admits to lying to his wife about gummy bears for 13 years. A complete <laughs> and total betrayal. Few things are more sacred in a relationship than uh, not skipping ahead on an episode you're going to watch together or buying yourself cheap fast food on the way home. You get him, Rebecca. You understand human nature. <laughs> Which is why one man openly admitted to a quote f- uh, that he quote fucked up end quote after lying to his wife for more than a decade. Redditor, oh, so you know it's going to be good. Okay, Moo Cow eight seven zero confessed on the Today I Fucked Up forum um, that his heinous ruse involving gummy bears was recently discovered. The dad revealed that his wife hates lime and orange flavored candies. The wife hates lime and orange. While he loves them, this guy, Moo Cow, can't get enough. Uh, But what she doesn't know is that Haribo gummy bears, probably the number one brand in gummy bears, Mm -hmm. actually taste like strawberry. Green gummy bears taste like strawberry. Shortly after they married, for one reason or another, she uh, I looked at the back of the Haribo gummy bears package and discovered this. I haven't said anything for 13 years, says Moo Cow. Every time we get gummy bears, you know, when you're married, you're eating gummy bears. People are obsessed. People are obsessed. They do nothing. I'll have one or two bears. I'm done. What are we, seven? Yes, I'm with you. 
I'm with you on this. Like, uh, people are like candy. Yes. So I haven't said anything for 13 years. Every time we get gummy bears, she gives me the orange and the green strawberry ones. I've never said a word. I've enjoyed eating these little gummy lies. This guy's a real creeper. Despite making discovery, I know, lock him up. Shut, lock him up. If you light a Christmas tree on fire, Robbie says, free him. If you yeah, truly. lie about gummy bears. <laughs> you're 21. If you're 21, up. you're allowed to light shit on fire. You're 21 years old. What do you want? I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, everything was fine until last night when his wife randomly started looking at the back of the candy package sharing this moment where his web of lies came crashing down he said i saw her looking at the back of the bag and then i saw her eyes get real big she turned to me and asked if i had known that the green bears were strawberry flavored she thought they were lime this whole time and i was honest see he had to now 13 years time to come clean i was honest and nodded my head yes the look of betrayal was unreal. She asked how long I've known. I told her as long as we've been married. <laughs> I don't know. I don't this have is to like, I'm going. so confused by this. Yes. I'm yeah, so was... confused by this. So is it that gummy bears in this household are such a rare commodity, commodity yes. that there would be actual anger because one individual got less gummy bears than the other? Why aren't they just splitting it down? Like, I don't, what, can't, Aren't there more gummy bears to be had? Those packs are big. It's, I don't even, I'm losing the story so much. I can't with grownups talking about gummy bears to this extent. Do we not have enough news with the world literally ending? Yes. That this is like what we're devoting anything to? Yep. Like, and people get mad. You talk about the Kardashians. Far more important than this. (laughs) You think we're sullying because of the Kardashians when this Mishigas is happening? Mm -hmm. I'm, Mm-hmm. This makes me sick. The couple, they're lucky they were even married for what they were married. That's right. It's never happening again. No. And they should just, and that's it. They found each other. It's a miracle and it gives hope to people. There you go. They deserve each other. And if they, it should give hope to everyone. You can find someone to split gummy bears with you. Yep. That's right. Everybody has their person. That's I love right. that while we've been on the podcast, uh, where Scotty is has gone from beautiful sunshine to a downpour, yeah. and now yeah. it's back to beautiful sunshine again. Yeah, sorry to Katie Levine, our wonderful producer, who at some point, uh, Bananimals, if it sounded like you were in a, a sleep factory where they just play beautiful white noise of rain, that was actually me in a very, very shitty rental car <laughs> during <laughs> a monsoon. <laughs> There's no more good rental cars. Like the thing is, is Thank you can't. I used to think I'm gonna get a rental. Let's <laughs> fucking ball out. Let's get a convertible. You yeah. think they have convertibles available? They sold Nothing. Them. They sold they're they're like there's this, you know, Versa that we haven't cleaned yet. If you want it, and that's really it. That's it. I am Versa. literally in a car called a Changan. C H N G A N. A Changan. Um, it has what I would equate to a weed whacker motor in it. And it, when you would go up hills, I have to turn the air conditioning off. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> We each have our cross to bear. Kurt, I just want, before we go, so you have so much stuff behind you. Are you Mary Kondoing or are you in the, what's going on with all that stuff? It's just storage. I'm, you know, I'm in my garage. The rest of the garage looks pretty nice. It's like, you know, it's just. Oh, wow. uh, Are you kidding? Yeah, but this is just. You do have a cool Mark Marin type garage, but this is where you record when you could be there. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, eh, this is where my desk is, you know? Like, I like to, when Whose I write, I like that? to look out there. Oh, this is just an extra desk. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I have two desks. I just back them up against each other and then put more shit. The, that does, this is for working. This is for piling random stuff on. I love that. Yeah. Kurt likes yeah. to go really low status. And in, in the tradition of comedy, the more of a loser you look like, the bigger the laughs are. Cause they're but we know he's a billionaire. He's a just billionaire. own it. Go look at my net worth online. Yeah. I'm $124 million. Or Is something. that what it says? It mm-hmm. says something insane. That's you so think that funny. would, you think any other 12 year old would get special scuba diving instruction? <laughs> really? treatment? He, he was payola out the wazoo. I know. I walked in with a million dollars and I was like, I'm going to be a scuba diver. Don't give me one of those tanks that tips over and explodes because it's aluminum and knocks my nards off. I want a sturdy (laughs) one. Well, Robbie, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Where can they find you? Where can they listen to you? Okay, you can uh, find me. Don't find me, but you can follow me uh, on Instagram for nudes at Robbie Hoffman. Uh, you can follow me for semi-viral tweets on Twitter. What did I get the other day? Uh, 1.1K? It's not nothing. Huge. At I am Robbie Hoffman. Um, and you can watch my Just for Laughs hour special now free Wonderful. on YouTube on the Just for Laughs page. It is called Robbie Hoffman. I'm nervous. Thank you guys for having me. Thank love to have you. you. Bananas. Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. 